Welcome to the Marvelous Friends Podcast. We are four friends giving you our honest review on all things Marvel and MCU related. My name is Rob, your host, and with me are a few of my friends. Hi, I am Trish Walker's biggest fan. Wow. My name is Rinaldi. Yikes. Okay, there it is. Okay. My name is Elise Michelle Jessica Jones. <laughs> and Kilgrave told me that my name is Fergie. Oh, nice. That is clever. In this episode, we are going to talk about Jessica Jones, season one, episodes two and three. Really quick, before we start uh, our review and, and talk about these two episodes, I just, I just want to make a, a quick correction on our past review. Um, when you watch and you binge watch these shows, uh, they all seem like one long episode. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can mistake a scene taking place in a separate episode than the one you're talking about. And so I think we talked about a scene that happens at the end of episode two um, accidentally in our previous episode. And so for those of us listening, for those of you listening and uh, you guys caught that, I want to come out and say I apologize. These episodes, if you binge watch them, they're all the same. And uh, I will take full blame on that because I think I came out with a question um, on what we thought about Kilgrave, right? Because he shows up in the end. Yeah. And that's when we talked about the closet scene and him, you know, telling them to start making him dinner and, and all that. That's that's the episode scene. Episode two. That's episode two. We accidentally started talking about that. And so right off the bat, I just want to say that, uh, you know, we will try to to correct that mistake uh, going forward. Um, but how are we feeling? How are we feeling? It's a Wednesday night. It's record night. It was always fun. Uh, I, we love having you guys over. Um, how y'all doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, wait, I'm like looking around and everybody's either on their phone. Oh, no, I'm, I, no, I'm, I'm not on my phone. I'm on the Twitter sphere, but I'm, I'm listening. listening. All right. Did yeah. you mean to? Yeah. Yeah, she meant to do that. I was only rewatching, replaying this episode. So she can remember. It's been, a, it's been a while. Yeah. How y'all doing? I can't remember this either. So <laughs> I have a belly full of rice and chicken. The room is nice and cozy, and I'm ready to get in on my girl Jessica Jones. JJ, that's that my was, girl right that there. That was a good plate you got. Um, the rice and chicken that was solid. <laughs> that was really solid. Rinaldi, did you enjoy your burrito? I did, but I would enjoy talking about this episode even more. Okay, I, I don't. Do this. And, and why? And why is that? Can you can you tell us what happened? Um, so it's tough with these Netflix shows because I'm like, oh, am I talking about something that happened in episode three or two? Uh, let's see, two, 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 episode two. No, no, no. you're talking about your burrito, bro. I'm asking you about your burrito. <laughs> you don't wanna, he I mean, he wants good. to avoid that good. subject. But what was your experience like? I want, oh. <laughs> I'm asking you about your experience. Uh, I mean, you I, I mean, it was an hour late, but I, did, I just... Uh, an hour? Okay, it was no, an hour ahead, late. Bro. I ordered the burrito and it came an hour late, but I don't know. I just... I don't know. I, I, I appreciate you guys' frustration for yes. me. It shows a, your true friendship. I don't think you're accurately telling the story. Yeah, you you can tell. I I just don't care anymore. I'm just done. I, I, I already ate my burrito. You had your burrito. You feel yeah. satisfied. It's great. It's just I feel bad because if I were in your shoes, not that you should be frustrated. You seem chill. And that's yeah. good. Um, I was frustrated for you because you ordered and it gave you a delivery time, 
And then when the delivery time came, you kept on checking your phone. Where is this thing? It's not out front. It's saying it's still at the store, but this other app is saying it's here. What's going on? Next thing you know, they, the, the drivers switched. Yeah. 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 So, like, I, I, so I, I started the order at 7.40 p.m. Okay. And the estimated arrival was 8.15. Mm. 8.15 p.m. Okay. Um, now, for a good 20 minutes... I didn't have a driver, so the uh, estimated arrival time changed. It went from eight fifteen to like eight forty. Right. Finally, have a driver. Um, I could I couldn't tell who it was. A very foreign name. Sure. Um, but this person was you know on their way to the Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I ordered, and all of a sudden the screen was frozen for about 10, 15 minutes, just frozen. No update, no progress mm-hmm. on how soon I would get my order. Sure. And then all of a sudden, after 15 minutes of just it being frozen, um, the driver changed to someone named Jonathan. <laughs> so it was like a completely different person. Okay. And by the time it was like 9 o'clock, I was like, okay, what's going on? Because yeah. it's, it's been an hour and 20 minutes. Yes. And Jonathan said that Chipotle messed up and didn't get your order. And like, I had to tell that's them. That's news to me. I didn't even know. Yeah, that. he texted me while we were talking. Okay. Around nine o'clock, saying basically saying that Chipotle, like the restaurant itself, mm. for some reason never got my order, and that wow. they're making it now that he showed up to the Chipotle to pick up food that was never made. So he I had to tell them to make the that. food. Yeah. So that's wow, why I ended yeah. up getting here at nine. Um, 25 yeah so that's uh that's basically mm. a whole movie i i could have watched yeah that's an hour and 45 minutes yeah Liter- yeah Mm-mm. no that's not okay and at least you were you were giving him some, some advice on what he should do take away all the tip and get a <laughs> refund like no just get a straight refund oh my gosh dude i'm sorry zero percent. i didn't even tip. know that happened that chipotle didn't even get your order that's new yeah they didn't get the order at all and you ordered from the Chipotle app? That doesn't make sense. From the yeah, from the website. Yeah. That's crazy. Look, I love Chipotle. I will say I think something's going on because I feel like Chipotle and other restaurants and stores or whatever, everybody's understaffed right now. That's what I think it is. Yeah. It, it it looks like um it was it was funny because he took a picture of himself at the Chipotle. Yeah. Uh, the driver, uh-huh. and there's only two people like making burritos. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, so, like, so I yeah. think that's what's going on. They yeah. just don't have a lot of people. I remember we ordered uh, Chipotle, I think a week ago, mm. and I went over to pick it up, and it wasn't ready at the time it said it would be ready, and I ended up waiting maybe another 40 minutes, um, probably even longer than that, probably a whole hour. <laughs> and so, I yeah, I, something's going on, and um, I think it has to do with like, People not wanting to come back to work, people being yeah. understaffed, and so it's that's what it's it crazy is. right now, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I don't know how to transition. Let's just talk about this. Um, so we're gonna talk about uh, Jessica Jones episode two, aka Crush Syndrome. Um, in this episode, it starts where episode one ends. Episode one ends with uh, Hope and her being brainwashed, and she shoots her parents in the elevator, and. Um, Jessica Jones, she's ready to just, it's fight or flight for her. She's trying to leave town. She's trying to leave. She's trying to bounce, get in a cab. And at, before she hits the cab, 
I think something just turns in her mind and she goes, no, she's the only one who can do something. So she's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then enter episode two, where now she's in the t- interrogation room with a detective. I didn't catch his name. Um, uh, Clemens. Clemens. Okay. Uh, so she's in the room with Clemens. He's questioning her and he's making these accusations about Luke Cage. Maybe, maybe he's involved because now he has pictures of, of her and him and him, you know, separate. Uh, He's talking about how he searched her her place and without a warrant and because it's a crime scene. It's a whole thing, okay? So that happens. And what do we think about this episode? This is that's how this episode starts. Watching this episode, what do we think? Do we enjoy this episode? Is this one of those throwaway episodes? What are we What are we feeling? I I really like the ending. I think that's what sold it for me mm. so much, though, that we mm. talked about it. <laughs> Why we were supposed to be talking about episode yeah. one? True, <laughs> very true. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I felt like there was just good build up. Yeah. I think yeah. this was like a build up episode, just kind of putting the pieces in place mm-hmm. and kind of building up the tension. Right. Yeah. This definitely felt like a building block episode, where if it doesn't deliver on something massive, then you're okay because it, you still feel like it's working towards something. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? What do we think about the episode? I just echo what Rinaldi said. I think it's a good build-up episode. The ending is really good. Mm-hmm. I remember at the end of this episode being like, can we just watch like three or four more episodes? Because I just want to <laughs> continue with this like the storyline. So I think mm-hmm. it, I, I really like it. Yeah, it's the magic of uh, cliffhangers. Like yeah. That. You know, uh, it's very rare that you get a cliffhanger like that. I mean, that's what I'm talking about with... Uh, with some of these Disney Plus shows, mm-hmm. I hate to go there, yeah, but yeah. I will, I, you know, unashamedly. So, don't yeah, be ashamed. I'm well, not. I'm I was. Not. I was even going to oh, okay. say too. I'm glad this episode wasn't, or the show wasn't week to week, because I don't know if I could handle it. I like okay. how I could just binge. So in like six hours. Why yeah. can't Disney Plus just do that? I don't understand. Because yeah. when these seasons drop, they just drop it all at once, and you binge watch it, and it becomes a whole thing over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, you know, the whole week. Everybody's talking about how amazing Daredevil yeah. is. People talk about how crazy trash Iron Fist was. People talked about <laughs> Jessica Jones. People yeah. talked about uh, Luke Cage and, and everything that happened there. Oh, and so Season two, though. They have people like that, though. Which one? Which Iron one? Fist season two. I, I like how you had to throw that in there. I had to throw that in there because, you know. Because <laughs> you're, the, talked about you're how the good these it was. people but, that but you're because, because, no, because, well, one, I like I liked the. He is the these people. <laughs> I like the character and I just feel like he got shafted. He got um, shortchanged because, man, they hired the worst director ever to do. Anyway. Yeah. That's that's why I brought that up. Yeah. That's it's not his fault. That's fine. But I'm talking about the reaction that, yeah. that viewers got when these shows full, dropped full seasons drop yeah whereas disney plus just wants to keep the conversation going for a whole month and a half just to kind of yeah underwhelm us they want to the do like mm-hmm. the whole traditional thing like with like lost or heroes where you have to mm-hmm. like the middle of the week you talk with your schoolmate classmates or coworkers mm-hmm. about what you think is going to happen next yeah whereas like what you're saying with this netflix you just talk about the actual show. You're not talking about like the buildup. You're just yeah. like, man, what did what did you think of the show? Yeah. I will say though, I like the speculation station though from the week to week episodes. But I feel like if you're going week to week, at least make them a little bit more compelling or interesting. 
um, because I I loved how with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're all like, okay, who's the power broker? Like, who could it possibly be? And when we found out, we were severely disappointed. So I feel like I, if you're going to do the week-to-week model, it has to be compelling and it has to have good payoff. I, I did not like the whole who is the power broker thing. I wish <laughs> I wish they had left that out. But but I get overall Fergie's point yeah. is like speculation is good. Just you have to be careful with it. You can't just like lead us in circles. <laughs> you, exactly. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I it's hard because I feel like it depends on the show. Like it, I think it like some shows can do week to week well, and some shows can't. Mm-hmm. And I think vice versa with binging so it, i think it depends yeah i i prefer the the full season let's just get it out the way and we'll talk about what we need to talk about for the week yeah if it's that good of a show the conversation will keep going you also the speculation would be for the next season right like mm. i remember when yes. daredevil season one dropped because that was the kind of the kickoff to right. this whole netflix thing um People were speculating about Daredevil season two, or other are there going to be other shows with other New York City Marvel heroes? Right, you know. So, yeah, there was speculation there. Right, yeah, and so speculation has its place, but I think Disney has really leaned heavily on that marketing tactic, you know, in order to to push their shows. Because now it's just speculations are better than the shows we're getting. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And and it's just it's not good. It's just not. Yeah. Um I mean, and that's why I was so angry um during our uh you know, previous episode uh that we recorded a couple weeks ago where we ranked all the movies. Mm-hmm. It just felt like there was some of these movies were building off of the the lead up to Thanos and not the actual movie itself mm-hmm. or the story that the movie was trying to tell. And that's why I got so angry mm-hmm. at the end because it was just a lot of frustration as a viewer of you're not focused on the story you're trying to tell. You're trying to sell me something. Mm-hmm. And I don't like mm. that. Yeah. Yep. So in this episode, um, it's great we're talking about speculation. I feel like with this show... Um, the only real speculation that's happening is how is this all going to end? Where mm. is it leading to? Yeah. And how is it going to end? And that's what's got you hooked for, you know, all however many, 13 episodes, right? Yeah. 13, 13 right? yep. Um, that's what's got you hooked going all the way so that way you can binge episode by episode and you don't feel exhausted. And so, but this is one uh, thing I want to talk about. In this episode, um, Jessica finds out, and I think that's kind of the plot of this episode is uh she finds out what kill, kill i almost said killmonger killgrave <laughs> <laughs> killgrave <laughs> uh, uh weakness yeah um is uh sufentanil right mm-hmm. yeah basically uh it's a sleeping agent puts you to sleep yep. puts you under for surgery yep um so what do we think about that plot like this is clearly trying to you know it's building towards you know a, a finality right and they're doing this in episode two Perfect timing. I would hate that they did this in episode seven. Yeah. Mm, Sue Fentanyl. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. my gosh. Six hours for that? That's the name of that episode. <laughs> and she got to, you know. And so she she goes to a hospital. Well, actually, no, that's the next one. Um, so she finds <laughs> out. See, there I go again. Yeah. It's, yep. but, but the cool thing is, and I'll, I guess I can jump in because I've seen this like six times. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the, the memories kind of. I'll take a backseat thing. No, 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 no. I'll just jump yeah. in with this part. Uh, um, but. 
the cool thing is that she's investigating the accident, the bus accident, because mm-hmm. she thought Kilgrave died when the he got hit by the bus, but it turns out he's not dead. So now she's backtracking. She's like, all right, let me look at the... So he got hit by the bus, paramedics came, they took him to a hospital, and so she's trying to find the paramedic that picked him up, and then the hospital that he went to, and the doctor that was at the hospital, and that that trail of breadcrumbs leads to the doctor. And that's when the doctor says like, and he's, he's actually teaching at a university, a com- I think a community college. Like he quit working at the hospital because he's terrified that Kilgrave is going to find him. Right. Mm-hmm. So it took a while for Jessica to even find the doctor that saved Kilgrave's life mm-hmm. from the bus accident. Mm-hmm. And finally the doctor is like, yeah, so fentanyl is going to work because he didn't want sufentanil used on him during the operation after the bus accident. Mm. So it's clear that he he was worried that he wouldn't be able to control me if I in, injected him with it. Mm. Gotcha. So, and the scary thing is, is that the doctor I think said the pain threshold was for Kilgrave is really high mm. because the type of surgery I did on him, which was like replacing his kidney, mm-hmm. it requires surgical anesthesia Mm -hmm. so that was really cool i was like oh my gosh this dude is like willing to endure Mm -hmm. that much pain so that he can still have control yeah Fergie, wish we got that scene (laughs) what oh the scene where he actually was doing the surgery without anesthesia yeah oh that would be pretty dope but they could do it i i I actually wasn't even sure i just said it because you know, I wanted to see Fergie's reaction, <laughs> and I was not disappointed. Yeah. Ironically, there's another show where this happens, but I won't. I won't say what it is. It's another Marvel Netflix show. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, yeah. Where where this happens? <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll circle back when we review yeah. that, that show. Um, yeah. What else about that plot? That I mean, there's nothing really to talk about. I mean, I have one last bit, but anything else that stood out, if anything, in this episode. I feel like I need to stop watching all of these episodes back to back because now they're just blended into one mm-hmm. like epic series. So I'm trying to remember yeah. what happened in this episode. But I don't know. I just remember liking it, um, having a lot of questions at the end of it, and just excited to see where it goes, like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we said in our review about this episode. Um, but yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. What about the uh, – do you guys remember the bar fight? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. Luke Cage and yeah. – um, Jessica, Jessica, they were fighting um, Luke's, uh, I guess, side chick's husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's his like, crew. I don't mess with married women. But you did. Oh, no. Well, he didn't. He She took off her wedding ring, so it's not yeah. Luke's fault. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he, yeah, did. he no. thought she was being truthful. But, yeah. I mean, it was a cool fight. I mean, mo- I can't think of a movie or a show where there's a compelling reason for a bar fight. They're usually <laughs> just, it's Happen. usually just people not being mature yeah and then they yeah. fight yeah, yeah, yeah. so yep. that's basically what happened it was just a cool fight it was cool seeing them fight together yeah i think that's where all the fangirls started shipping them together and Aww. and uh it's funny because once we cover the other netflix shows you're gonna see there's an actual shipping war sure do people yep. actually ship them together yeah but some people ship jessica with other characters which we'll get to yeah that's 
And some people ship Luke with other characters, which we'll get to. Yeah. Oh. But there's a group of people who saw this bar fight and were like, oh, boom, they have to be together romantically. But they Listen. don't. They well, don't. I don't know. I, 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 I like them together personally, but I'm not super invested. Mm-hmm. I mean. I need to look at these Tumblr pages. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> not- <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> Where I, moved I go on YouTube. To Tumblr. I, I go on YouTube. Actually, yeah. no, no, no. I don't. I'm not on Tumblr, but when I'm on YouTube, they'll post a link to the Tumblr of course, page. Yeah, of course. So I feel like maybe if I was in middle school, I'd do the same thing. But... Did y'all like at least the, them fighting together, or did you not yeah, care? It was cool. It was cool. Okay. Se- seeing um, what do you call it? Slap foo. Yeah, I love I love Luke Slap foo. Yep. Um, but the weird, the funny thing is, is um, it was refreshing to see a man and a woman fight together. And the man is doing just as well, if not mm. better, than the woman. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Because some other Marvel projects kind of yeah. didn't follow that model. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the guy gets knocked down. He's about yeah. to get, like, destroyed. Yeah. Or and, <laughs> and then she comes in and demolishes a whole 20 set of guys. Like. He, he, like, he finally beats up that one dude. He's like, ah, oh, good. I finished. Oh, yeah, he spends, like, 30 minutes fighting one dude. And she fought who, 20 dudes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, they... um. This this uh this episode has a good balance, especially in that in that bar fight. They have a good balance between like their their power. They were both shining there, I guess. Anything else in this episode? I mean, we talked about the final, the finality, the whatever, the final scene. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, yeah, anything else? I liked seeing Jessica like do some more detective work in this, like when she's in the hospital and her scrubs and she's trying to find out more information. I think it shows just, I guess, how savvy she is. Like she's actually... Mm-hmm. Um, she's invest- convincing. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. convincing. I think that's an interesting part to her life. I like I like how her... In her the voices that she chooses. Yeah. You yeah. can tell that these are voices that she's annoyed by. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I thought that was funny. So, yeah, I she's agree. good at her job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like how these shows have a distinct identity, mm-hmm. um, and I think Jessica Jones. This, even though choice of music during scenes like where she's infiltrating an area and trying to investigate, mm-hmm. it's kind of this kind of soft jazz, and it just mm-hmm. kind of sets yeah. the the tone of like, okay, this is a detective show. Whereas like, yeah, the film noir show, Punisher, yeah. it's like country guitar so it's like oh this is a soldier this is like a military show Uh you know america so it's just cool how there's a there's an environmental john bernthal has a ford (laughs) yeah yeah he's a ford bill ford in his wrangler jeans wrangler jeans wrangler jeans especially the way john bernthal with brett Favre. (laughs) throwing the pigskin throwing the pigskin i don't wear a mask I serve my country. No. <laughs> no. Dang. I mean, he says say that. Say that. They he couldn't does. wear Lee jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be Wrangler. Wrangler. Because it's Wrangler. built for oh tough. Gosh, they couldn't be Lee Wrangler. jeans. So wait, what kind of jeans does Jessica wear? She wear regularly too? No. She, she always she got that jeans. Yeah. The black jacket and the scarf. Mm-hmm. She wear jeans that she found on the floor. Yeah. yeah yep. I don't even think she cares about the yeah. That's the iconic look right there. That's her that's her hero costume. The black jacket, the jeans, the boots, and that's the gray it. scarf. Yep, that's yeah. It. But I I like Fergie's point, which she mentioned about like the detective work, because it's just like, okay, she's not just some like 
Mm-hmm. gloomy looking woman <laughs> just walking around in like the same stuff but like yeah she's there's more to her than that and this like mm-hmm. this is why she has her I guess private practice there's a reason for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool shall we move on to episode 3 yes sir sweet right, Christmas cool. oh my god <laughs> oh. oh man that that kills me every time every man. time it's so corny it's so corny but it's Luke man he corny can bro we, can we talk about this for a second who's more corny Luke or Captain America I Luke. mean that's Luke. that's a good debate Luke wait Luke. At what, give me an example of when Captain America was corny I mean I feel like that's just his MO that's his MO yes, yeah that's but, his MO but, but give me an example <laughs> Of when he was like horrendously corny. Oh, horrendously like, corny. It was, it was language. <laughs> language. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I feel like okay. there are little moments where Luke is just embodies corny. He just <laughs> em- he's a walking. Yeah. <laughs> Captain America has corny moments, but Luke is just like he he's is corny. If, yeah. if cringe could walk, that's him. I mean, I can't think of, and I know you say, Rob, you say, hey. The writers can just change it up, and that's they true. That's they changed up Iron Every Man. Time he says they changed Christmas. up Iron Man. They changed up other characters. Yeah. Tom Holland is not Tobey Maguire. I get all that, but I just think it fits, man. No, it fit. Every it's... single version of Luke Cage, cartoons, comic, man. He just is it, to me. It's a it's a lovable corny. It's a lovable like, corny. He ain't a grandpa. Why is he saying? He's raised. Well, I can't get into it. I, know, I can't get I, to his we, backstory. So, so yes, I, I know. He's but great like, value, Morris Chestnut. That's what he is. There we wow, go. Yeah, there it is. There we go. But, but you, but you say, but, uh, <laughs> really? Never mind. Oh, I was anyways, gonna go say, ahead. if you think about his backstory, <laughs> great value, great, great value. value, yeah, great, great value, store brand, <laughs> store brand. Yeah, like, no, no, I, I understand okay. the concept of yeah. great value, but I'm just like Morris Chestnut though. Really? He what has other that, black has, bald men are there? I mean, but just because he's black and bald, is he <laughs> therefore automatically the great value? I mean, of him, does Morris Chestnut play like charismatic, cool characters, or is it kind of uh, cornball, straight men? <laughs> like straight, like 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 in comedic I, parents. I, I know there's the straight men and the goofy straight, men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Well, with that being said, <laughs> yeah, even in the comics, when he's with Iron Fist, Iron Fist is the goofy one. He's just like the, yeah, the straight and narrow. It seems like yeah. this would be a good opportunity to pair him with somebody who is goofy and mm. just like, you know, up against this this stick of a man. Yeah, who's just like you know. I don't know. He is a gentle much. giant, though. He is a gentle giant. Yes, but speaking every of, time Jessica's around him, she acts like like she acts all giggly and like really yeah, giggly. Yeah, she does. <laughs> is that wait, wait what? Well, what episode well, are you maybe, maybe maybe I'm jumping ahead because it only it's only happened in one scene so far. Giggly? So far, episode three. Giggly. Yeah, when they're at the um. When they're eating, when they're eating lunch or whatever, like I she's actually smiling and oh, but at night, like that yeah. night scene. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's the same with Luke as but she is with other people. But I don't, I don't think she's. It didn't in that scene when she's. You talking about like? I mean, I guess for her standards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying for yeah. her. Like but, from like scowling at everyone to <laughs> I didn't get grinning I didn't at something get, Luke said. Is, okay, but I didn't get giggly in that scene though. Yeah, I'm exaggerating. Okay, I'm exaggerating. Yeah, I, just, I thought that I just was. Mean I thought that was her being a conversationalist and talking and flirting. That was it. That's what I got. But she doesn't do. She scowls at everyone and sarcastic and angry. 
okay. so to go from but, that to conversationalist and flirting that's a that's a big jump but to it's me. also not giggly no, nah, I know. I'm exaggerating. I was exaggerating. <laughs> Speaking of all of that, I'm trying to interject and get this review going. Sorry. Um, because I think, no, this was a great way to start this this conversation on episode three because we're talking about Luke Cage and how corny he is. Um, <laughs> and sweet Christmas. Like, I, a I sweet really, sister. Sweet sister. Oh, like, no. just say it once and get it out the way for like all the comic book heads. Nah, get it out the way. Nah, That's why I said I like him better on this show than his own show because it just goes through the roof. Yeah. But his show is like black exploitation and seventies yeah. and that's that's what that was. Suck a fool. Suck a fool and suck a fool. Shaft. Shaft. so let's talk, let's talk more about Luke Cage when we get there. But Yeah, so Luke um, Cage and Jessica Jones. And Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Yeah. Because I don't know what happens in Luke Cage, the TV show. I don't know yet. <laughs> um <laughs> So, in this episode, in episode three, uh, Jessica Jones is attempting to find the Sufenal. So, uh, uh, Sufentanol. Did I yep. say Sufentanol? I cannot talk. Well, <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a word. Is that a real drug? I'm just curious. It, it's I know a real fentanyl drug. is, but I never heard of Sufentanol. Sufentanol is a... I think... Yes. I don't know. They might be related. Yeah. I think Sufentanol might be a, a softer version of fentanyl. It mm-hmm. might be. Yeah. So, in this I episode, think. she's attempting to find... This this drug that will put uh, kill grave to sleep. Just to sleep. Uh, sleep. I almost said Killmonger again. I'm just well, put myself I kept thinking about Mantis. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> um, and so she, you know, she finds a way in a hospital, and you know, yada yada. That's what happens. That's basically the the main plot of this episode. And there's a few other things that go on, but I wanted to ask uh, you guys what you thought of this episode. What stuck out to you? My main thing. Is we see our other girl step up and have more personality, the one that gets on my nerves, Trish. Trish. Mm-hmm. You can see her dynamic more at play, um, her and Jessica, and how you can see a little bit of like a, oh, I used to rely on you at one point, but now, or you weren't there recently, and so now I have to take matters into my own hands. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was training in the second episode. Yeah, exactly. And so I think we see that play out even more, and I'm sure throughout the rest of the season of her kind of wanting to go toe-to-toe. Not toe-to-toe with Jess, but like side-by-side with her. Yeah. Yeah. She also wants to be a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she she looks up to Jess in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yeah, but I think it's it. This episode makes you think that there's more to it than that because she said something along the lines of like, "Yeah, um, no one will be able to touch me without my permission anymore." She said something mm-hmm. like that at oh, some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, so it seems like someone would, took advantage of her, right? At some point, we don't know what it is or what situation happened. So it's not just like, "Oh, I want to be like Jessica," but it's like something happened to her too that she's like all right well i don't have the powers that she does and so i need to make sure that i can hold myself down Mm -hmm. as best as i can you know what's funny right as you quoted trish saying that no one will be able to touch me ever again yeah um 
And then in this episode, she gets beat up by the cop. <laughs> she tried. She was getting some hits in, but, can I you just know. Talk? Can she we, got can we talk about in, that bro. scene, though? Can we talk about that scene? She just needs to stay in her place. That's my biggest issue. Stay in her place. Her. Like, please explain. I hate when she people say home. that about please, side she care. Was but, no, please, please, <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> she was at home. Please. Yeah, she was at home. Yeah. She, <laughs> she did her job. <laughs> right, Elise? Elise. She was at home. She did her job, right? She stayed home. Just said, stay home. She stay oh home. My you gosh. got that. You got that, Elise. Ex- please explain, though. What do you mean by that? Uh, um, well, I think more so in the, um, what's it called? The radio station when um, she's interviewing Hope and Hogarth is there and she's kind of pressing um, the pair of them for more information. And then she's kind of um, diagnosing Kilgrave and saying, oh, he, this is what's wrong with him or he does this or suffers from that. And kind of almost going above and beyond, even with what Jessica's comfortable with. Um, and so inserting herself that way. Um, mm-hmm. And even the whole Krav Maga thing, like I think it's good for a woman to like yeah. know self-defense. But at a certain time, you should know your limits too. Like if you're really that afraid of your safety and you have a, a steel reinforced door, maybe like hire a bodyguard or something. I don't know if taking matters into your own hands is what's best, but mm-hmm. that's... Neither here nor there. Yeah. That's going too far with it. But well, maybe yeah. a bodyguard is not what she wants to do because, like, the bodyguard, in theory, should be stronger than you. Mm. So that's another potential person who could take advantage of her. So that could be a mild form of PTSD. Oh. Like, I'm not, she's not going to do that. That could be it. She also wants to be independent. She doesn't want to yeah, have to depend. Because the whole thing with Jess is she got victimized by Kilgrave. So she was out for six months mm. after. Uh, Trish found her because when Kilgrave died, Jessica, like, you know, she was just wandering around and then I guess, I guess in Trish's neighborhood and she found her and mm-hmm. brought Jessica back to normal, I guess, because mm-hmm. I guess there was some obviously trauma and maybe mm-hmm. physical harm or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Trish at this point, it's like, okay, so you got into the situation and you're not equipped to really help me. So I have to be independent. That's what I guess that's what she took from it. I have to be independent. I can't be reliant on other people. Right. Yeah. I just took in just to go back to the scene that you were talking about, Fergie. Um, the you know, she, you had the reinforced door. You are, you know, uh taking classes, uh, you know, karate, Krav Maga. Krav Maga. Yeah. Krav Maga. <laughs> um you're you're you already set yourself up. To be protected is just with the, the reinforced door, right? <laughs> the reinforced door alone. She did not have to open the door she didn't. to the to the policeman. He did not. I don't think. I don't know if you guys noticed. He did not provide any reason good enough for her to open the door and say, "Okay, yeah, please, let's talk." Right. She well, she was gonna open it after he said that. Like, oh, what you did to that, how you assaulted that guy, would be out in the public. And so she, he threatened her mm-hmm. with bad publicity. And I then see. she said, okay, I'll let you in. But then she did come with a weapon. Yeah. So I, I don't know what, I don't so know where the she only, was going The, the with only that. part where she messed up was the, uh, well, I'm sorry. Did, no, I'm done with my thought. Go oh, ahead. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only part where she messed up was she had a stick. She should have had like something much strong, like a bat, mm-hmm. a hammer, a blunt object, a blunt object, not a little stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and or even a taser. I don't know why. I think mm-hmm. I'm with you guys in this respect. Mm-hmm. She should have had a taser in her purse. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, because this dude looks like he's 6'3 or Mm 6'2. 200 pounds. He's a trained policeman. And he's a police officer who has, you know, defense training and stuff like that. Yeah, you're not you're not being that dude. Yeah. Unless you have some kind of weapon. Yeah. So I, I'm with you there. But him, her opening the door, I mean, I was fooled when I watched this the first time. I was like, Mm-mm. ah, it's a cop. Like, just cause, because you want to clear that stuff up. You don't want people saying, like, you don't want to get sued for, like, a million dollars because the guy's like, he, he she attacked me and... Mm. But you don't want to deal with all that. I hear that, but my thing too is they were communicating. Like they could have, he could have just asked her the questions in the hallway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. She did not have to open. The like, door. do they have to be? I face think to she face? was. Maybe she was being prideful because it's just like, if you believed the cop and you were going to open the door, why did you go get an object? So obviously, she. Mm-hmm. I feel like she knew something was wrong, mm-hmm. yeah. but still opened the door. Mm-hmm. She's like, she should have just ready for a fight. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but I was just like, let that man walk away then. Yeah, exactly. Why? I think she doesn't want to be looking over his shoulder. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, like I said, if you're gonna open the door, you you can't bring a stick. (laughs) But but I get I get for me to me, it seems like she doesn't want to look over his shoulder. She doesn't want to be paranoid. Like even when they were walking back to her apartment, she's like, "How do you live like this every day?" Mm -hmm. She asks uh, Jessica that question, and Jessica's like, "It's called whiskey." (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's not a very compelling answer. Right. Oh yeah, to deal with looking over your shoulder every day for a demented rapist, just mm-hmm. get drunk. It's like uh, I don't really like that. Yeah, <laughs> I would rather use Krav Maga. <laughs> that's, but, her, that's her whiskey. <laughs> yeah, that's her whiskey. I won't go too much more in on Trish because I feel like this is just it's not that deep yet. <laughs> yeah, it's really not. It's uh, I can't wait till we get to that place. <laughs> I, I, to me, I don't. I don't care if side characters mess up. I, I just don't care. I don't think side characters should be little robots that do does whatever the protagonist wants. Like, I, I really don't like those types of shows. Agree, but I think there's something about these Netflix shows where, like, the supporting cast or side characters, they just get on my nerves in a weird way. So I, I'm almost like, okay. First of all, I would love to know if anyone actually likes Trish. I would like to speak to you because I want to know why. I'm oh, trying to I, put I, down I'll, my I'll guard and my biases. But like even Daredevil. Well, I like Trish. <laughs> I like Trish, but <laughs> we'll I, don't, I don't love Trish though. That's, yeah. Are you looking for people that like love Trish? Yeah. Or people that like her? Because I'm also trying to check myself too. I'm like, okay. You want to warm yourself up with like. Right. I see. Okay. Yeah. So you can, I guess, warm myself up. warm yourself up with me. Right. But I'm also trying to check myself, too, because I'm like, okay, maybe I just really hate her for no reason. Like, I need to, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is. But I think Netflix does does that with these shows. Like, they come up with these supporting characters that are just annoying to me for some reason. I don't know why that, that is. It's not just you. Okay. No, it's a split. I've had debates about this online. There's, I think it's half. It's like half the people... Like the supporting characters because they're complex and flawed mm-hmm. as much as the protagonist, but then the other half doesn't like the supporting characters because they make things overly complicated mm-hmm. for the protagonist, such as like opening the door. It's like okay, you overcomplicated the situation. They could have opened their own door. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's good writing. So I'm annoyed. Yeah. She so, makes yeah, me feel things. It made you feel something. Yeah. So that's when you know the writing is working. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely do get where you guys is coming from. I just mm-hmm. feel differently. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So let's talk about the uh, that radio uh, sequence where Hope was being uh, interviewed by Hogarth, 
aka lesbian lawyer. Um, <laughs> she was. Uh, <laughs> that's Rob's nickname. Man. Yeah, that's my nickname He's had it for years, ever I since have. the show came out. Yep. I got a lesbian lawyer. Actually, was is. that pun intended? Ever since the but show like, came out. Wow. <laughs> pun intended. What do you mean? Ever since the show oh came my out. Gosh. Dude. You had that nickname. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, I see what you did there. Yeah, at least is looking at me like she yeah, wants because answers. I'm just like, why? I mean, why? I don't know. I mean, That's she is she a was. lesbian though. She's a lesbian and she's a lawyer. Yeah, but like, Robbie, like Rob, like messing with messing with Jessica Rob, Jones. I was just like, isn't she a little bit more complex? Like, why? Why? <laughs> no, Rob don't care about that stuff. I, mean, I think, I think no. it would have made more sense for you to say lesbian trinity, but lesbian lawyer just was kind of like. Well, lesbian of, lawyer, there's no alliteration there. Uh, yeah, lesbian trinity. <laughs> Whatever, but uh, honestly, I don't. Whatever. Anyways, go ahead, Rob. Yes, just go ahead. Yes. So I have uh, <laughs> one person who doesn't support my. Weird, I don't. Two. Yeah. You have two. Thank you. I don't. I All don't right. support it. I just think it's okay, funny. Okay, three. So, so wow. everyone's against Rob. That's okay. Yeah, but go ahead three, with your I'm ready thought. for this three on one, y'all. Rob is Rob is, civil war. Rob is prepared. I am prepared for this. Three he on knew one. this was gonna happen. <laughs> yes, I have waited 53 episodes for this. <laughs> well, I will say, I I really like Hogarth. I think she's like just really well written, complex, messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. I will not stand for slander. Right. I mean. She's a lesbian, right? <laughs> but like that's What if we called you no. White Rob? <laughs> you already call me White Rob. <laughs> white Rob? Yes. You call me White Rob. But there's you call, no you call, babe. You call me milk. <laughs> so no. There's no alliteration even... there. We need some alliteration. Uh White Boy Bob. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah! There it, <laughs> there it is. I made him start crying. <laughs> oh no! Do not call me white. He's not going to edit our episodes anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have power, guys. What? I can edit. I can take out whatever I want and make it look like I am dominating mm. this conversation. You, know you could just make me Listen, look dumb hey, with if your you edits. Cut this out, like we, the three of us should go like on our Instagram pages and like just talk about it. We will just hashtag it ourselves. <laughs> So we're gonna have some podcast drama. You leave yeah. it in there. We're gonna oh, be like gonna... Joe Button's podcast. We're gonna just have this behind the scenes drama. Have all this behind the scenes. <laughs> oh hey, gosh. it's marketable. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to get more listeners. Listeners love controversy. Let's do it. <laughs> we're not quite at Joe Button's White level, though. White boy Bob used his a privilege. White boy Bob. <laughs> <laughs> used his pilgrim pi- privilege. <laughs> pilgrim privilege. <laughs> say, say that five times fast. Pilgrim nah, privilege. Then no, that's 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 too hard. Awful. No, it's just that's a name I always had for lesbian lawyer, all the time. Oh when I goodness. first watched when I first watched this show, I'm like, why are they shoehorning? I felt like it was shoehorned. Shoehorn? What, what? bro? Jerry, no, okay, what? now it's not no, funny anymore. Okay. No, 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 y'all gotta let okay, me finish. Right, I'm sorry, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. I'm not talking about Hogarth the character. Okay. And the complexity. I'm talking about her sexual orientation. Mm. That's what I'm referring to. Anytime a show or, or or whatever is really strongly throwing that in my direction, I, I ask questions. But you know what's interesting, though? Mm. Because I feel like we get more of Jessica and Luke, their relationship thrown in our face than we do of Hogarth and hers. Oh, I haven't right. gotten that. You know I what I mean? Know. So I'm like... Yeah. So, wait, can I'm you... I'm talking about the first oh, no, time go I watched ahead. this. I talk, I'm talking about the first so time where, I where, this. Now I'm like, whatever. Where are the strong... Where are the strong passes to you about her... I mean, the first episode you you saw some things, but like where? I think how... it was from the first episode. I'm like, oh, they're gonna... yeah, because the first episode, she's that, we... she's she's um, 
kissing the other woman and all that other stuff. Yeah, I think what happened. So was it that? But I mean, straight people do that all the time, even to an OD point, and it's like we don't even blame. Yeah, I don't think that. That's true. So that's true. But what I'm saying is, I think what happened is I saw that scene and said lesbian lawyer, and I just stuck with it. Yeah. I see happened. you just closed your <laughs> mind off. Yeah, because no, I, it's not. I, I, so, so, but let me yeah. say, like, I never had an issue with Hogarth. That's just what I called her. No, no, no. I'm not saying you have an issue. I'm just saying your your mind kind of just formed a, an idea of who this character. And, no. you, and you, it, well, I'll say this: I've done that with other characters on other shows. Like, I see something and it just forms an impression. Forget sexual orientation. Just anything. Like, mm-hmm. like. You just see, so maybe that's not it with you, but maybe it's something else where you, I don't know. I mean, I saw, I saw like the first time I'm introduced to this character, she's got a woman next to her and. Dang. Yeah. You're not ready for season so three. So you, you formed in an. Um, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm not. Nah, you're not. But again, I'm referring. I'm not season re- three's. I, I feel like I got to like reiterate some points that <laughs> I made already because I feel like. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, because again, this is re- I'm referring to the first time I've seen this. No, 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 no. Yeah, and that's why I said when I watch shows for the first time, I might have an impression right. of a character, regardless of sexual orientation. It could mm-hmm. be their their accent, it could be their interests, their profession. So and so, because of that trait, I have an idea. Like, right. Yeah. Because right off the bat, I'm like, okay, boom, lesbian lawyer. Yeah. That's what I. But but let me ask you guys this: Do you think that's wrong of me to? To do that with a character like this, For you, I mean, I don't. I just disagree. I don't. I mean, you can. Yeah, do I, mean, cause, <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I'm interested you... in what Fergie at least. Gotcha. Well, yeah, because I just. I mean, if you're if that's your first identifier, okay, but like I don't know. I just feel like like Fergie was saying, like Hogarth is way more complex. So it kind of sounds like you're minimizing just her whole character by mm-hmm. just saying lesbian lawyer. I mean, I understand it's just like, it's a joke or that's your identifier for this time mm-hmm. and it's early in the series, but like, if you kind of keep that throughout the whole <laughs> thing, then it's just kind of like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just kind of seems like you, which, I mean, is totally up to you. It doesn't really matter what I think. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think exactly what Elise said. Um... The alliteration, I think it sounds cool, if anything. <laughs> um, I didn't I didn't think this episode would take this turn. I'm just gonna <laughs> just jump right out the, right out the gate. <laughs> but because because look, I that that what I just did, I do that with so many other characters. Don't I? That's right. Yeah, you I do. do that with so so it's not like I'm poking fun at just her. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, and, so and I, that's I what I mentioned what I right. said. So let me let me not thing. make it like a lesbian or sexual orientation. That's not it. Right. I do that with many characters we've talked about in this podcast. So Right. I think I think the thing that that is like, hmm, is the fact that her sexual orientation got you. is kind of highlighted. Yeah. But I know you do that with a lot of characters. I do. But yeah. I feel like th- that isn't the thing to highlight about her. No, it's not. It's not. And that's fair. Y'all are right about that because she's definitely she definitely is complex. Let me not downplay that. I'm just referring to the very first time we see her, yep. lesbian lawyer. That's what we get. Mm-hmm. That's that's this is what we get. First impression. Yeah, that's that was like get. the first impression. And I just yeah. I went. Rinaldi knows for as long as we talked about this. That <laughs> was my oh, lesbian lawyer. That's our, that's the first impression. <laughs> and so again, 
you know, because I also want to be sensitive to our listeners too. Right. Uh, it's she's much more complex for you know our Hogarth fans. She's much more complex, and I see all of that. So let me not. You also want to be sensitive to the LGBT community exactly. because they hold this character up absolutely, as opposed to some other characters like the whole Loki thing. Right. Oh, some yeah. of them weren't cool. Some of them were cool with it. Mm-hmm. Some of them weren't. Yeah, because they wasn't developed. Whereas this character, they mm-hmm. hold up. So let me say this because you brought up a very interesting point, Rinaldi. Normally, in situations like this, I would be annoyed when Hollywood tries to throw these things and attach these things on characters where it doesn't belong. Yeah. This feels like it fits. Yeah. And I respect it. Mm -hmm. And so, again, when I say that term, I'm not poking fun and downgrading the character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm with you. I was just saying, in in terms, if any of our listeners are, are, are gay, um, I'm just letting you know how they or any feel. Any sexual orientation, yeah, yeah, or any sexual orientation. Yeah. Mo- most of them hold this character up. That's all I'm saying. I'm not sure as making anything to you as they, yeah. as they absolutely because I respect yeah. it. I respect yeah. this character. I feel like they kind of how we hold up Black Panther. It's like finally somebody that's <laughs> black that's yeah, yeah. not a cliche. That's what I was gonna say. And she's strong. Yeah, she's not like you know what a straight man would consider a gay person and okay let's put this on let's put this guy on the screen do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah she's yeah. not a cliche she's yeah. like a, a character thank you like, thank yeah. you like what i'm not gonna go there okay okay uh so if i had offended anybody let me just come out and say i i'm sorry that was not my intention um all because i said lesbian lawyer yeah so no, I, I appreciate how we, that how we, rob how we, how i appreciate we doing? that it's called growth we love to see it oh, alright there you go I appreciate it it's like Rob's good it's like by the time we get to the finale Rob, it's like Rob had a, like a whole therapy series of therapy you know I'm noticing a something a whole character <laughs> <laughs> a whole character arc. I'm noticing something cause when we did our MCU reviews mm. we really bugged Rinaldi mm. <laughs> I'm starting to see that in this series we're doing I'm now the new target yep <laughs> I am now the well, new target. I also think we've never been confronted with characters like this yeah. um, since the start of our podcast. And so I think it's just a learning ground, something to kind of adjust to if you're kind of used to basically white males being superheroes and yeah. um, only the only strong women in play are other like straight white females. And mm-hmm. so to get this complex character, like we've all been saying in Hogarth, is really something special. Um, but I think Rob and I were talking about this earlier um, yesterday. There isn't that many white men in this show. Right. And I was saying oh. that might be why I like it so much mm-hmm. because now we have all these characters who wouldn't otherwise have their story be told. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Be this way is so compelling. Yeah. Because the only major character that's white is Kilgrave, right. but he's British. He's not right. American. I mean, he's still white. He's white. He's he's white. white. But no, yeah, white. no, no. What I'm, but he's, but the, even just outside of that, he's not You're your white American. But he's not your like typical white guy, though. Yeah, mm. he's he dresses fancy. Mm. He has particular tastes. Well, but well, we've seen his, we've seen him before. It's still a white figure, a white male. figure. No, yeah. no, I, I know, but I'm just saying, regardless of the taste. No, but what I'm saying is, even with that, yeah. It's it's not the typical like white boy that we see in all these other. It's not Peter Quill. It's not Peter Parker. It's not Tony Stark. It's like sure. he sticks out. If you put him in a line with all these other white boys, he's distinguished. He's distinguished, yeah. and he's the only one aside from like 
side characters who happen to be white. Because mm-hmm. the other characters uh, who are white are these side characters that we don't care too much about. I guess I can see that. But I don't know. I, I, he's still a white male. He's still a white at male. The, at That's the end of the day. The way it boils down. Yeah. The... the, the but I don't. I don't think people. I mean, maybe. I, so, so I, I know you look at him that yeah. way, but I feel like other fans don't look like, at him. I feel like you see it this way because he stands out as a white male in this show. No, because I'm thinking about other white. Because you know how that a lot of fans have complained about that, mm-hmm. and that's why Black Panther was such a joy celebration because it wasn't the typical white boy mm-hmm. saving the day, Lone Ranger, Lone Wolf, mm-hmm. like. I guess I'm thinking more about that part of it, not not the ethnicity or the mm-hmm. skin color. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking more about the art, the character type. How's mm, all right? It's always like a lone wolf. Wife died, mom died, uncle died. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to do things on their own. Like, you know, um, I guess it's more like there's a certain type. Like a certain character character type, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is, I'm not necessarily focusing on the white, the whiteness, but the character type, like mm-hmm. very Americanized. I don't know. I don't know how else to really explain it. I think I get what you're saying. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're referring to white American. Yeah, but even, yeah, but I guess more just personality type. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Because Thor, he's is, not hands because on. Thor is not a white American. Either, yeah, he's but not I, white. I see what you're saying. But he's very hands on. Thor is very like masculine and aggressive, and I need to avenge people. Whereas Kilgrave is very, That's why he's an Avenger, a very effeminate, very fancy, very posh. Mm-hmm. He's not your typical white boy in in these types of stories. Like I hear what he's saying. I, what I, saying. I hear you. I think. I think what Fergie's referring to isn't so much the character, because what you're talking about is character. Yeah, you're, you're I, yeah. I don't. I just character. don't see anything really unique about anything unique about him besides the fact that he's British, right? Like, and I, he wears a suit. Yeah, what she's referring to is is white. <laughs> you know, he's still a white yeah. male. And she's. I think. I think what you're doing is look. You're looking past character. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I she's think looking so. at the skin color, like the actual. Yeah. She's looking at the actual skin, skin color. Yeah, because actual skin complexion. Like, like that. That and just the absence of males. Because right. I think again, like Trish gets to shine, Jessica gets to shine, even people like Malcolm gets to shine, Hogarth, Hogarth's Hogarth's wife, um, because there aren't just as many males. Um, yeah. Uh, specifically white males, but I think because we have these strong female characters, I think that's something that like, should be recognized even and if, highlighted. Even if he was in an Avenger film, he would still be distinguished as a white male, still. Still yeah, distinguished. No, I, I get that. I think why these debates happen is not everyone, and there are some black people mm-hmm. who don't look at it, things that way, and sometimes they get attacked. Sure. Where they don't look, and, and I'm, not, I'm not defending them, I'm just saying like they look at it kind of how I look at it and then they kind of they kind of get accused of being like asleep and not woke. <laughs> Ronaldo's saying that we're accusing him. No, 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 no. I'm not I'm not I, I totally understand where Fergie's coming from. Mm-hmm. I just I just saw it differently. That's yeah. all. Yeah, I, I just, just have a different perspective. My observation at the end of the day was that there's more women mm-hmm. being highlighted and less men besides obviously Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I just feel like I've seen other shows and movies that have a, 
a mostly woman cast mm-hmm. and they fall into these cliches whereas this show doesn't do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. They don't fall into these character cliches and usually in these mostly women shows and movies the male antagonist is very masculine and mm-hmm. physical and like the cop but Kilgrave's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what I was focused mm-hmm. on. But at the same time, Fergie has a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you line up all our MCU movies, mm-hmm. it's white male, white mm-hmm. male, white male, white male. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, I get what she's coming from. I also think the fact that he is British or the fact that he wears a suit doesn't necessarily make him like special mm-hmm. because it's different, if that yeah. makes sense. When you, think, when you think diversity, he's not the first that comes to mind. Yeah, no, no. I yeah, I totally you know, get what you guys. Not that, not from. that, not that he plays in the mix. Yeah, but he I, is different, yes. but I'm like, he's not different. Very enough. distinguished, very yeah. different. But I don't mean to do the all lives matter. <laughs> I, I I hope you're Dang. not getting no, because I feel we like even, we weren't going there. No, no, we no. I've been there. in these types of conversations, okay. and they go. And I'm not saying you guys are those people, but mm-hmm. I've just been through some things mm-hmm. where I bring this up, and it's like Aldi has seen things. <laughs> Yeah, like I bring this up and they're like, You can't you don't see it? <laughs> like like no. like like I th- I remember one girl Who is was this person. No, it's just people I talk to online. Okay. It's like that's you don't see it. And, it and like. yeah, and it's just like well that's how I interpret it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like X X X X X X X There are no Y chromosomes here, Rinaldi. <laughs> Hello. And it's like, no, I get that. I'm just I'm just introducing a different perspective. But I totally get what you're saying. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Like So, so while we're on the subject of white males, <laughs> I want to talk about this guy. I forgot all about this guy until he shows up in the scene with Trish and oh, they're talking. What guy? This uh, the cop. Oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah. cop. Uh Agent Simpson. Oh, okay, okay. Uh son of Simpson. Do they name name him in this episode? I know his name is Will Simpson, but uh, did they I think name they him? actually did name him. Oh. Or at least he says so at the door when um, Trish asks, who is it? Oh, he says Officer Simpson. Yeah, he does <laughs> say Officer Simpson. Yeah. Simpson. Did I, say I was AG? trying did to remember. These, these episodes blend know. together. These episodes yeah. really blend they together. Really yeah, yeah, they do. They but do. for the sake of argument, let's just say he's Will Simpson. Yeah, he's, he's Will Simpson. <laughs> I love Simpson. you, Ronaldo. Just the way you say Simpson. Officer. Yeah, I don't Where'd say I it well. Agents? Yeah. Officer kid. Um, let's talk about this guy because first of all, I forgot all about him until <laughs> I saw like I'm like, oh right, this guy. Yeah, that mm. that whole storyline. Oh my gosh. Oh, I didn't gosh. I forgot all like Same. speaking of white boys, yeah. <laughs> white males. Exactly. Yes, yes. I, wa- I want to talk about this guy because all I could think about is if I went to like the supermarket and I was shopping for Chris Evans. But it was too expensive, and so I wanted a store <laughs> brand. This is the guy I'm buying. Yeah, dead. This is like, like bootleg Captain America. This is bootleg Steve yeah. Rogers. It is. Is it? It's yes. Clarence. Yeah. It's, he, he was yeah. on the Clarence rack. It's not. Yes, Cap- this it the comes Clarence out more rack. in the next it's episode. Like it's not even Captain America. Like not a, he's well, just bootlegged. It, it's. That's it, what I'm saying. It's bootleg. It like, is a bootleg one. Every which way. It's. I feel like it's a bootleg. Um, with his with John his Walker. It's yeah. a bootleg John Walker. Nah, <laughs> That's, nah, nah. I mean, definitely Captain America. Definitely no, Captain both. America. I mean, it's a bootleg version of both of them. Nah, I I'm strongly saying you're more leaning towards yes, Steve Rogers. Yes, yeah, like with the leather jacket, with the hair swoop. Um, 
you know, his posture, whole, his posture, yeah. all of it. I'm like, this is, this is Clarence Rock, Steve Rogers. Like, nah, I'm not for it. I'm not for it. I don't like this guy. I didn't like him the first time I saw this. <laughs> I don't like him now. I think he's almost right up there with Trish, maybe right under there. Wow. <laughs> yep. I do not like this guy. No, I think well, he's he's designed to be unlikable, so yeah. he's doing his job. <laughs> yeah, um, Trish is just a that's a debate. That's that a whole is, conversation. That is definitely a debate. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this dude. I think he did a good job, and I think I know behind the scenes, the casting director wanted mm-hmm. this actor yeah. because he has that look, mm. and I think they wanted to criticize mm. the downside to Captain America because mm-hmm. oh. there's an upside. But there's a downside where he can be too authoritative and too stubborn and yep. too rigid mm-hmm. and not complex, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that was cool that they brought this guy in to kind of criticize that aspect of white men, how we idealize white men, mm-hmm. that they're these rigid, focused, you know, strong minded people. But it's like, when you have this guy with all the problems that he has embodying that, it causes a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he did a good job. I think that was all intentional. Oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, I think that whatever he was supposed to make me feel, he did it. Yeah. yeah. I think it comes down to just a great cast. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone elicits a certain emotion in all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everyone nails their, their lines, their scenes, their character. Yeah. All around. Yeah. So how does this episode end? That's a great question. <laughs> it's all blended in my head. I Yeah. Um, oh, Jessica finds she tries to track Chase down Kilgrave, but he gets away and uses mind controlled people that live in the house to cover his escape. Is it this episode? Yep. And then when she gets into the, the room that she thought Kilgrave was in, it's like filled with photos of her. I remember. Mm, yeah. 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 And that's when how the episode ends. Okay. Like, he's a creep. Like, yeah. So him. she almost had Kilgrave, but she had to save the, the cop from committing suicide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's a creep. He is a stalker because he has yeah. photos of her. You look confused, um, No, I was going to say something, and correct me if I'm wrong or cut this out if it's wrong, but isn't this the episode two where Kilgrave is on the radio as well? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He interrupts Trish's um, interview with Hope and okay. Hogarth. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh-huh. I'm confused. We've been talking about episode two or three. This is three. This three. three. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, because everything I had just said was yes. episode three. Yeah, yep. so it's yeah. kind of so the radio about. is episode two. No, the no the radio is no, three. It's three. No, yeah, yeah, the radio is three. Yo, we're strong. <laughs> yeah, yo, no, the radio, <laughs> the radio is three. Yo, because episode two, the only thing we get of Kilgrave is him. Breaking into that house and yeah. taking over the family, yeah, right? Because yeah, that's, that, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why Simpson comes after her is because Kilgrave hears the interview, yep, and then he interrupts it and yes. says like, "Oh, well, you know, this, he might be insulted. He might like, you know, speaking in third person." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah, I'll take your answer off the air. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, um, but I said all that to say, Rob and I were talking about how stupid it was oh, yeah. that um, they allowed the broadcast to go live speak what go ahead go ahead sorry um they allowed the broadcast to go live knowing or 
kind of knowing his powers or his capabilities, because it could have been game over right then and there in the, mm-hmm. that scene in that episode. He could have said, okay, everyone kill Jessica or everyone jump off a cliff. And right. then, you know, this this would have been over with. But right. so I have we a, see that well, he's wait, playing. Wait, they didn't know. Only Jessica knows. And Trish a little bit. She told Trish. Trish. She been yeah. told Trish. But, but, I mean, she she yeah, knows, but, but she she's never experienced it. But, I mean, what kind of friend is that? Jessica. Like, we... Come on. But she... But why would you listen to someone that also got victimized by Kilgrave? What? Yeah, because me and Rob had this argument Wait, before. why would you listen why to Why wouldn't someone? you listen to victims? If, if, if there's a serial killer going around killing people... And somebody was threatened, maybe came across a serial killer and survived, and this person ran to you and say, watch out, you're next. You're listening to that person. Yeah. Yeah, but that that's different than mind control because <laughs> the whole the whole point of the story is that they're they're having trouble accepting that. Like they're having trouble like I feel like in the back of Trish mind, she probably thinks Jessica got seduced by Kilgrave to I do see. all this crazy stuff. That's how I interpreted yeah. it. There's, well, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a level of, disbelief, and I think, disbelief, I think that's yeah. what it is with the side characters. Is there's no trust. There's yeah. no unity. There's no like, okay, we both want the same thing. Mm-hmm. We want Kilgrave dealt with. Right. So let's trust each other, um, because this guy's dangerous. Yeah. But that didn't happen here. So, so <laughs> there's no. She doesn't trust Jessica. Here's fully. the only thing that. That confuses me then because I understand that and I'm glad you communicated that and you communicated it very well. The only thing though is we're playing in our minds that this takes place in the same world as the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they keep on bringing up the incident. That's true. And even Jessica Jones, either Jessica or somebody else brings up like how aliens are falling from the sky. Oh, Trish did that. Trish brought... So... So, like, if these things happen... It's not outside of the realm. It's not outside of the realm of possibility, (laughs) thank you, that mind control, that somebody's going around controlling somebody's mind. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's just more like, um, because I feel like with us, like, I mean, Rob is like an honorary black person. When we deal with <laughs> when we deal with serial killers or rapists and stuff, it's like, all right, we we gotta make moves. We moves. we just gotta I'm make not moves. Sticking around, yeah, and checking the closet to see. But but Trish is kind of falling into the stereotype of a white person. Like, I'll figure it out because she because wants to I'm, be the hero. I don't cry yeah, with God. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> she has that like white savior mentality. Yeah, but to be fair to um, Trish, complex. she has yeah. to. She's thinking he has to expose himself yeah. to get to her. Mm-hmm. That's what she's thinking. And, and, and she has somewhat of a point. Because eventually Kilgrave, if, if Kilgrave fails in his assassination attempts, he's going to have to do more drastic measures. And that's going to attract more attention to him. Right. He wants to be anonymous. He wants to be in the shadows. He doesn't want to do anything too crazy. Right. Because then the eyeballs go from the, little, the, the, the young woman mm-hmm. to him. Right. So then I have a question. Let's talk about his powers and his capabilities real quick. Yeah. Because as far as we know, he all like it's mind control. He he just says do this and they can do it. No problem. Yep. No hesitation. No wait time. Okay, there's no buffer. Um is it limited to distance? Because yeah. I noticed you said yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, it's limited distance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was mentioned in a previous episode. Okay. It can only be like um, what was it like ten feet or something like that? I don't remember the exact. I was going to say thirty, but but I think yeah, something like that. I think Jessica does say that like if they got far away enough, it would wear off. Oh, I see. Okay, I do remember that now. I remember that now. So then they are safe on in the talk show, just as long as he's not within ten to thirty feet around them. Yeah, also too, um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that, just that. Okay. I thought there was something else, but yeah, just yeah. that. Yeah. So so okay, so in that regard, okay, they're safe. And I would say that Trish, she's doing what if you're doubting the whole mind control thing and you know, maybe he's just like manipulative, then yeah, she's doing the right thing by putting him out there and exposing him because you need eyes on this guy. And now for him to keep on doing what he's doing, it's gotta be drastic. Because, or we're not drastic, but it's, he's got to hide a little bit. And it's going to be hard. Um, the only thing now is if he really is after Jessica, now she's a target. Now all her friends are targets. Now Jessica, now and now she knows that, now he knows that Jessica and Trish are friends. And they're, tar- so like, every it becomes this whole targeting system and you put yourself out there. Yeah, it's still a bad plan. That's why, yeah. that's why, like... Kristen Ritter did a great job mm-hmm. acting out Jessica's frustration, like, because mm-hmm. she thought she was going to get, like, some kind of psychologist that is an expert in mind control and, mm-hmm. and maybe cult leaders and stuff like that. And Trish was like, no, I got hope. And she was like, why did you do that? Yeah. So yeah. I just, it, it was just so well acted, yeah. like, her frustration yeah, you at could, that news. You could tell that, like, Trish was literally trying to draw him out. Yeah. So I definitely think it's a risky plan that basically she got lucky. I mean, that mm. Jessica showed up at the last second. So Yeah. But it also mm. makes me wonder if Kilgrave's playing chess because it could have been game over in that moment right there. Mm-hmm. But maybe he wants to kind of play with play cat and mouse even more. Mm-hmm. But yeah. could it though? Because like I was thinking about when you first mentioned that and I'm like, yeah, he could have maybe made the order and maybe he like he must know where the talk show is being broadcasted. But if he did that, I think it really would give away that there really is somebody out there with mind control. Mm. And That's that Hope point. Schlotman Possibly. was not making That's it up. If everybody point. ended up dead in the broadcast studio, that would they mm. people would be yeah, aware. You know what? That's, That's a, a great point. point. Yeah. Because he doesn't seem like a, the type of villain that wants to take over the world yeah he doesn't Mm -hmm. want the world to know that like i can control your mind like Mm -hmm. he seems to have like more more of a selfish vendetta yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and toxic boyfriend exactly yep Uh, obsessed boyfriend and and, uh yeah it would it would ruin his cause even to Mm -hmm. put himself out there you know for whatever he's trying to do he needs to stay hidden and you can only i mean he can only control so many people at once Mm -hmm. because let's say he controls eight people but then those eight people are surrounded by a swat team well now he's now he's 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 out of moves Mm -hmm. (laughs) i also need i tried to google what his powers are specifically but i couldn't really find a good answer i don't know if you guys have better luck um so i know in the comics his powers work completely differently yeah um but I guess you were looking up like the show yeah. version. Yeah, Netflix likes to do some vague stuff with with villain power. Well, like this. I think towards the end of the series, they'll they'll get into it. Okay, All they'll right, explain it in more detail. Yeah, yeah, yep. 
I think now they're. I guess they're dealing with the more horror serial serial killer aspect of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they'll get more technical. Yeah. Anything else on this? So before we come to a close, I just love this man. Just having some conversations about just characters and what works with characters and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, even just some of the themes that they're talking about. And even just kind of what Fergie was talking about, there's a different divert. There's a there's a real effort at diversity. It's not like a mm-hmm. cliche effort. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. an actual effort to not only be diverse, but everyone has um, some complexity. Mm-hmm. They're not cliches. So just all this is a just such a more fulfilling conversation than some some of the uh, Disney Plus show oh conversations gosh. we've had. Yeah. <laughs> We're having conversations about humans. And not plot twists. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, we're seeing what actually makes a watchable show is humans, people, stories, and not like, oh, he's not the Mandarin? Then who? I wonder who. Oh, Ralph Boner? Oh, yeah. then who's yeah. Clicks West Clicks? You know? We got- or or it, this could lead to Kang yeah, and exactly. Ant-Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> we got like just a little bit in Loki with um, Loki and Sylvie and their bisexuality but then they kind of just went in a completely different direction yeah yeah that that show wasn't set up for good writing i'm sorry no that show was set up for kang yeah that's it that's it kang but this show is just like let's tell a story about the characters that are in this show right Well, that's our discussion. Uh, Let us know what you think of everything we talked about in this episode. You can write to us by emailing marvelousfriendspod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 617-299-6644. Let us know about everything that you've heard in this episode, or if you want to say hi to us, that's fine too. Marvelous Friends is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. To our Apple Podcast listeners, write us a review and let us know your thoughts. For more fun, unexpected, and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. You can also like Marvelous Friends Pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get updates on all our latest uploads and behind-the-scene content. Links to all of these platforms and more are in the show notes of this episode below. This is the Marvelous Friends Podcast.